everyone. First, let me apologize if my mouth moves, but no words come out in time. I apparently have a stream lag. It's fine now. A big hello. To- oh, now, of course, now it's falling. <laughs> Well, anyway, hello. A big hello to everyone who's joined us live. A fond howdy to those listening us to the streaming platform of their choice in the future. Welcome to Documentation Not Included. I am Josie Howarth, a humble host, and I am joined by my extraordinary co-host, Chris Seabach. There is nothing humble about Josie's pseudo-Howarth. I'd like to say that right now. So thank you very much, Josie. <laughs> Big hello to everyone in Twitch chat. For for the first show in God knows how long, I can't believe we've got so About many people listening. It's wonderful. Uh, thank you for joining us. You know, as always, please do get involved. Um, we will respond to anybody who wants to get involved during the show, um, and uh, we'll read out your comments if you're lucky. So we um, decided to go a little bit against the curve during this whole COVID malarkey. I, th- I think there's been something pa- pa- pandemic or... Uh, uh, epidemic, epidemic, measles? Has it been measles? What was the problem? But anyway, we we decided not to uh, to do a podcast during the pandemic, and to be honest, we needed a bit of time off. Uh, all kinds of things have happened. I, I've moved house. My background is very different from previous, as you can see. I'm living out of boxes, etc. Um, uh, you know, and there's lots of things have, have been changing. So we took a little bit of time to reflect. Uh, and figure out what we enjoy about podcasting as well. So we've come back with a little bit more of a relaxed format. We still are going to have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a subject, but we we thought we'd uh, we'd back off a little bit and be a little bit less professional. I, uh, just a little bit. I mean, what we're basically doing is we've decided to open up the subject matter and discuss. Well, instead of just talking about software development, we're going to chinwag about anything that happens to show up on our mind which generally speaking means anything and everything. So we could still discuss things in a tech-related way because no matter what you say, Chris and I are still developers. This has not changed, nor will it ever change. Um, We may, however, also talk about a news story. We may talk about a weird dream that we've had. We may talk about a conversation that we had with some strange person in a grocery store. We are fully looking to embrace our tangents as well, because previously, yes. what, what we used to do is say, "No, we we had a you know we had a strict strict schedule. We had a document. Um, we tried to stick to that document. I think we mentioned it millions of times, and that was the whole point. You know, we try to be professional. We try to stick into a subject, but we're not going to be doing that uh, anymore. We're going to we think about this as like a water cooler. You know, a little bit more relaxed. I'm going to be yes. doing a lot more name- of these as well in the future. Yes, uh, and the name is staying the same because, as we know, when it comes to life, there is no documentation that's included. But what this does mean is that we're not going to be hunting down guests, uh, maintaining our Twitter or our YouTube channels. We're probably going to swear a hell of a lot more. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we won't have guests if you want to come say hi. But for the most part, we're going to be very, very laid back. Uh, Definitely a behind-the-scenes kind of a thing. Mm. You ever wonder what we talk about before the previous shows? Well, Now you're going to find out. Just, I mean, literally what we were just talking about was the most fascinating thing in the world. It was nothing, <laughs> because I was shoving my food in my mouth because I've got the time wrong. <laughs> I was out, I was out make, putting spikes on a fence up until about five minutes ago. That's another thing that's happened since uh, our last podcast, is I've turned into a man. I actually do things with my hands now that aren't typing on a keyboard. I I put fence spikes up. I I used a mini digger the other month. 
I've done all kinds of stuff. I've been putting concrete s- forms into my, my garden to, to make a greenhouse base. It's madness. I'm still waiting for pictures of you in this mini digger. Oh, I'll have to find so, one. So y- you are going to have to send me this. When you when you get, if I, if I remember, when I get, when you get on um, your next, you know, bit where I'm not talking as well, um, I'll I'll try and find one and I'll upload it and uh, and everyone can have a laugh at the huge man that I am on a. It's not a mini digger; it's a micro digger. A micro digger. micro digger because you couldn't get a mini digger through the for the back alleys. <laughs> Well, let, let me let me start off because I know you've got some crazy topics for us to go into because we, we purposely didn't talk before stream because this is basically the before stream stream chat. I want to say hello to Sam. I want to say hello to Freedom. I want to say hello to Gwynson. I want to say hello to Aussie and everyone else who is here. And I have to state, yes, Freedom from Mars, who is Volchat, we are relaxed now. We I think, if anything, the pandemic has made us embrace life in a different way. Um, as for my husband talking about manly men, I will tell you, my husband has the ultimate T-shirt I need to find and get you for the holidays. Okay. It, it just says, sawdust is glitter for men. It's amazing. I think I might have seen You might have told me about that, possibly, a while mm. ago. It was never... Um, do, doing like doing anything in the house, DIY, I always shied away from it. Because I, I, the way that I looked at previous houses, one, you know, if I'm in a flat, it's rented. What's the point? doing anything and when I had the last house which is my first house as well it wasn't my forever house it was never supposed to be my forever house so I didn't really care that much about it I I maintained it and I left it in a fairly good state don't get me wrong you know I spent a lot of money on it but I just couldn't be bothered I couldn't be bothered trying to learn all of these things as well as do my job but now I spend so much time behind a computer typing away on a desk ruining my back sitting here all day that I actually, the last month, I've had a month off work. I've, I've not taken any work for a while just so I can do things. And it's so wonderful. My back isn't hurting at all. I mean, everything else is hurting. Don't get me wrong. But my back isn't hurting. <laughs> We're getting anymore. old, Chris. We're <laughs> yes. getting old. So Aussie says, going to pour your own concrete basketball court and settle your own backdrop and hoop. I mean, I don't, I don't want to show off. I don't want to show off or anything. But I've got enough room in my back garden to have a basketball court now. Ooh, do you? Yeah. Um, it's, Half it's court or full court? Full court. Full court. Ooh. I think, maybe. Actually, I'm not sure. Maybe I have to take that back. Maybe three quarters court. <laughs> I think that's an official term in basketball, isn't it? You're asking, do you remember <laughs> one of... Actually, I, I, I was going back over the podcast and things that we have done, you know, prepping things up. And one of our icebreaker questions was, you know, what sport would be benefited by ensuring that the athletes have to participate in drinking? And both you and I went off on a tangent of how neither of us are really sports people. So asking me about the basketball court thing, I... I tell you what, um, I'm the wrong person to ask. Le- I, I actually had in my uh, my dad's house when I was a child. My dad made he welded a basketball hoop um, and made a back back box in the alley um, in the driveway, which is like a, an alley between the houses. You know, quite significant. You could get a little car down it. Um, but I now I cannot imagine being older and kind of being a little bit annoyed when kids are making noise just outside you know i can't imagine how annoying playing with that basketball in that little brick alleyway would have been to my neighbors at the time you know throwing it up against the wall it bouncing around oh but yes no i'm not planning on a basketball court but it is sadly 
Sadly for you, I love it, but sadly it's for a greenhouse. But I've got a, quite a big greenhouse coming in the next few weeks, so I'm making like a... Well, no, here's the thing, you know, one of the small obsessions that I have is with succulents. So mm-hmm. concepts of greenhouses really appeal to me. In fact, you know, my husband and I are currently looking to move and... I am looking, we've looked at a couple of properties and in the back were already greenhouses. And I just looked at him and I went, hmm, hmm, maybe, maybe. So I will throw in Freedom from Mars has a statement for you as well. Well, it's sort of a a general statement about DIY, saying that we all, we DIY a lot around the house. Although in some cases it's more, this is good enough for now. Mm. We'll do it right later. And 15 years later, the good enough for now hacky fix is still in place. I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Because I haven't learned how to do many things, uh, much to my father's chagrin, by the way. My father's a joiner, uh, and he, and he's, he's the kind of person who will take an entire engine to bits and put it back together exactly the same, and he'll learn everything he needs to about it. He can't spell the word up, but he can put an engine together. <laughs> I swear to God, he spells up or up. That, you know, my, my dad's half, hung, well, fully Hungarian. I'm half Hungarian. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, most of the people I know from that area spell oops, up. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what he's. I don't think I've ever seen him write oops down. Maybe he's, I don't think he's ever said it either. <laughs> uh, I, he's, anyway, he's, I said he's very, very practical. My father. For my 40th birthday, which was a few weeks ago, my father um, sent me, the first time he's really done anything that's touched me, he sent me a card with Spider-Man on the front, you know, a Spider-Man card, and it said, you're my hero, and it was because he, because I'd got into DIY, and he said, look, you've achieved loads, and bearing in mind, my dad's illiterate, he can't write, you know, he can't spell, he, he can barely read type thing, but, and it's because he was come over when he was young, you know, when he, he was in his formative years, he didn't really learn the language, wasn't really supported, etc. Anyway, he wrote inside the card that, you know, you've achieved a lot in your life and, you know, now you're doing DIY, you are my hero. And it was when I, when I opened it on my 40th birthday in bed with my wife, we both welled up. I was, it was so Aww. nice to get that. <laughs> oh, it, well, I, I'll tell you, I'm a, I am a bit like Sam is cursed here, who says that DIY, I mean, the last time I hammered my finger trying to put up a nail for a picture frame, I'm a menace to myself. I'll tell you what, if if anything, I married up in the world because my husband is a DIY, like, like <laughs> when we move, I really need us to have like a double garage, one for the car, one for all of the tools. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And and the thing is, I get, you know, the conversations you have with your wife where it's like, you know, we need to get something. Let's make a purchase. I have a lot of conversation with him. Like, there's this drill bit I need for this one thing I'm doing. And I'm yep, like. Got that. It's in the garage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the thing is, it's, it's a bit like his father. His father, I think, has two actual massive large size anvils. In their garage, like the two-tonner things, like, you know, the Acme uh, Roadrunner kind of massive yeah. things. And he's got all the tools and things. And the thing is, he knows how to use them all. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, God, that'll be ours one day. Oh, no, we need space. <laughs> my, my father has a garage uh, that is made out of asbestos, by the way. Uh, a garage that Ooh. is like that, full of every tool under the sun. He's got... Several 
broken old boats in his back garden, several camper vans in his back garden, and he used to have, I think he's got rid of them all now, he had four uh, Robin Reliant three-wheelers. At one point when I was a kid, he said, the only thing I haven't got is a plane. Oh, those things. Mm. Those little rocky boat things that are so those things weird. That, no word of a lie, when I was a kid, we had, uh, there was a, <laughs> we we went round a roundabout and uh, it tipped up and rolled. We were always like five of us in the car. It tipped up and rolled on this roundabout into the middle of the roundabout. I got thrown out of it by my uncle who was in the back because the back window just popped out. It didn't shatter, just popped out. And uh, I got thrown out. I don't know how he did it without killing me, to be fair, but I got thrown out of the car by my uncle. Um, and and all I was doing was sat in the middle of the roundabout screaming, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> and everybody rushed towards me. You know, everyone who stopped because there was this accident. <laughs> and everyone rushed towards me while there was like four adults in the car bleeding to death. You know, <laughs> luckily nobody was majorly hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, uh, it, it's, I, it's little things like that. It really is. I, I sympathize with uh, Sammy's curse. I'm not sure if you read that one out just a minute ago. DIY, I mean, last time I hammered my finger trying to put yes. an elf picture frame. You, I used to be like that. I used to be scared of putting a you know a nail in a wall because I didn't I always hit the wrong bit I was always scared I was going to go through an electric wire or something but I've learned how to avoid them things now and well see it's interesting when dealing with electricity I have no problem with that at all but then again I have some engineering experience in that respect but it's the whole concept of if you want me to build you a table understand that it will collapse um (laughs) or something strange although okay I say that I am not that bad, but it feels like I am. And it's mostly because I don't do a lot of it. Although I will tell you, I have been watching a couple of really, 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 really skilled artists on YouTube who do a lot of sort of DIY uh, resin sculptures and things like that. And the amount of effort that they put in to make like a building out of sticks and wood and uh, modeling clay and stuff has inspired me to go maybe the secret isn't diy for me maybe the secret is model building so maybe i'll learn things like that used to be a fan of models like small models you know like um i just just flicked my beard and a bit of moss came out of it you did say a long time ago on a DNI, a DNI stream, you specifically said, one day you want to live out in the wilderness. You have become one with the environment, Chris. I think we should celebrate this. There is a reason for that. I've been doing scarification on my front lawn today as well. I was putting up spikes. What on is my... that? So a scarification is when you essentially pull... Uh, you rake the lawn quite hard because it's full of moss, and when you rake, it brings up like it brings all the moss up, and it's really light, um, and it, it it basically creates a humongous amount of moss that you've you have to compost or throw away or whatever. What a weird name for it! Why don't you just call yeah, it demossification? Scarification. I think just, because it, it does more than just think- moss. I think it does weeds as well, possibly, but I don't. Mm. I mean, I don't know that much about it. Yeah, so I'm getting into gardening, DIY, you know, doing doing all kinds of things around around the house. Um and I don't mind anymore. It used to it used to terrify me. It used to make me want to I always used to say, I'll just hire someone to do that. But during the pandemic, 
it's been extremely difficult because everybody's been doing oh, yeah. DIY. We happened to move during the pandemic and we've been planning it for years and years and years. So we didn't do it because of the pandemic. We did it because it was the right time and I had the right savings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've, we finally moved into this house and it, it, it needed a rewire. So you can see over there, in fact, right there, that's a, a channel in the wall where bare wires are exposed. And the same goes over there near the light switch. And that's the entire house has been rewired. So every room needs something doing to it. And every room needs a chimney knocking out or needs a, um, just needs plastering. The thing, there are certain things I won't attack, like plastering. You know, I'm, I'm mm. going gonna to get someone to do that because that's a skilled job that I haven't got the patience for and I don't think I've got the skill for either. But there's some things, I, most things I'll have a go at. I think for us, um, like we've had this house almost 20 years now. And um, part of the, the people who owned it before had an obsession with Artax. I think it's, that's oh, what it's called. It's nasty stuff. And to the point where they even put it in the bathroom piping. They apparently mm. thought that was an appropriate thing. But, and it's not really well done and stylized it's horrific we've had people come in to talk about skimming and stuff like that because you know we weren't planning on moving so soon but you know life happens and things occur and um you know we were looking at having it skimmed and we've had all of them go well we don't know if they used asbestos based or not and it is horrific mm. like it <sighs> The only I, way that I can describe it is um, like somebody like decided to take whatever this material is, shake it up and go, whoosh, hmm. and then just run something over it and pretend that they were Picasso or something. It's disgusting. It's very popular oh. in the 80s, Artex. Very, very popular. And I've had um, a full asbestos survey done on this house, um, a, a mm. renovation survey. It wasn't that intrusive, but luckily because it's in bits anyway, they, they managed to do quite a lot. But normally they come with a sledgehammer and they'll knock into chimneys and they'll knock walls down and take out door frames um, if you're doing a full refurb. But because we live here, they couldn't. I wouldn't let them do that. But anyway, it came back, and the worst asbestos that we've... There's lots of different grades of it. The worst asbestos I've got in the house is in an old safe, uh, in the lining of the old safe that's in that room just in front of me, which is my scream room, which is where I go for a good scream every now and again. Um, and genuinely, <laughs> Sally cannot hear me if I go in that room and scream really loud. In fact, I did it the day we moved in with, you know, not no Quince, furniture in here. I want a scream room. <laughs> We need to it's find a, a scream room, room for me. <laughs> I need a scream room, and I can just throw it, fill it full of like bean bags and stuff, so I can like punch things because yeah. I'm an overly non-violent person. But every time one needs release, every now and again, yeah. Um, mm. But I said I was very lucky. That's the worst, and that that would only if I disturbed it, that would be the you know the only time if I need to drill into it. I spent about five weeks when we moved in playing with the keys, trying to get the safe open. Because the keys that come with this safe, it's a really old school one. There's 10 or 12 of them, and you have to put them in and turn it in exactly the right order. And nobody knew the order. The people who we inherited it from don't, didn't know the order. Turns out it's broken, and only the big key is needed. But I figured that out after a while. I nearly got a locksmith in, which would have cost me a lot of money to get into this safe. Yeah, it was well, already open was when I moved in. Nothing, which was annoying. Oh, <laughs> so we were like, oh, the, the thing is, the no, previous owner... 
the previous owner had never opened it. He said he'd never been in the safe here at the Keys. Um, and, and we were like, oh, my God, it could have anything. And it could have could have deeds to, I don't know, a mansion or something. <laughs> in it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> we could be millionaires. Nothing. You're optimistic, not even, Chris. Not even dust. Literally just nothing inside it at all. <laughs> Well, just think of it this way. You got to experience the air of what it was like before it was closed. Well, we do use it for, you know, our important stuff. It's not broken. It works. It's just one key instead of the 10 keys is needed. And I don't try any of the keys just in case it locks and I never open it again. And that's all my passports and everything. (laughs) I'll never be able to get into them. I'd need an asbestos removal crew to get to my passport. No, no, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, as you can see, folks, we will be wildly going all over the place in tangents. However, yes. there was something that we were discussing earlier today, and I think it might be fun. There was. So the question is, do we go there? Ooh. Yeah, I'm happy to. I mean, we are. We said we were going to try and keep the podcast to 30 minutes. That's another thing that we've changed. Uh, oh, yes. However... We said that if we're on a roll and we feel like it, we'll keep going. You know, if you yeah. you guys feel like we're going too long, let us know. We'll probably ignore you and just get on with what we're doing. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Shut up. <laughs> but, but I'm, you know, more well, than happy Well, we started to. late, which is, why, which is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Because yeah. we did start late today. So very, very much related to DIY, very much related to moving house, uh, thing that I'm going through at the moment and I think everybody everybody has something like this at some point is a neighbour dispute yes so again I can't go into too much detail because it isn't really you know the, the may, the may, things might happen and I don't know what's going right. to happen um, but one thing I wanted to talk about specifically was I the anxiety building up to speaking to a neighbour about something that you that you, you know is causing you anguish or causing you stress or or is wrong. Uh-huh. For example, um, you know, we in our old house we had a neighbour who was perfectly fine when we spoke to him. Lovely, lovely guy. He had a dog that barked occasionally, not enough to worry about, you know, but occasionally it went. It was worrying that the dog was left on its own, so I, you know, I knocked on the door and said, "Is the dog okay?" You know, he's he's barking a lot when you're out, and he's like, "I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry." I'll go out, you know, I'll walk in more, and it's just because I've been changing shifts at work. And the thing is, that that anxiety that builds up when you're speaking to, you know, speaking to your, you're worrying about speaking to your neighbour about something, is usually unfounded because most people are just normal people, and they want. Yeah. To have nice neighbours, they want to resolve things, and that's at the moment I've got another dispute, which is much more serious. It's actually something to do with a land grab. Unfortunately, there's some land that I have that isn't particularly in use, but it's being it's being grabbed by a neighbour, and it causes us anguish for numerous reasons. I'm not going to go into probably might, I might go into some of them, <laughs> but. And, <laughs> Building up to the point where I should go and speak to them about it or I should say something to them about it because I know that I'm in the right in this one in particular and I've done a lot of research and I understand this predicament I'm in. Mm-hmm. But the anguish and the stress and the anxiety that, that I put upon myself before I go around and knock on the door 
or before I try and speak to somebody, or before I send a letter about it, and letters are the last resort, really. You <laughs> don't want to be doing that. But what, what, See, what do you do? You have anything like that? I, over the years, I have had quite a few different neighbors in my life, and um, I have always sort of had the opinion that nine times out of ten, your neighbors are going to be fine. And I don't really get the anxiety about the speaking. It's more a frustration if they don't hear me. So for me, there have been times where like at 2.30 at night, loud techno music going on a Tuesday, Tuesday morning, has required me to get up out of bed to leave and speak with a neighbor. And generally speaking, never had problems. Like we could say wave, say hello whenever we pass by. There was no cons- like fear or anything else like that. It was the fact that we ended up having to deal with um, one of the younger children because that was apparently, I think the parents were out or something for that night. And this was a teenager who decided the most interesting thing was their phone. Uh-huh. As the music is just pumping in my face. And I'm just like, the apathy is the fear that I end up with because mm. you're going to get one of pretty much three results. You're either going to get someone going, Oh, yo, my bad. Or let's talk that through and let's figure out how to make it work. Or you are going to get um, the person who basically tells you to fluff off or you're going to get the apathy. I will tell you that I have been the receiver of complaints as well. And it was, I think, the most interesting thing I have ever experienced in a social experiment kind of way. So back when we still had our fur babies, um, one of our babies, she just liked to, around lunchtime or so, go outside and have a good bark to hear herself echo. And it was no big deal until a neighbor decided to come and knock on her door. Now, when she showed up, I was like, hello, how can I help you? And she was visibly shaking. And it was seemed like she was exceptionally angry about something. And she was calmly trying to say, you know, you're waking up my kid, et cetera. And it, I, I was trying to get her to talk. And I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry about that. How can I help you? But it's like she couldn't hear that I accepted the complaint, that I understood that she had something to say. It took me 20 minutes of repeating, I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to help you fix it. Can we talk about a solution? And then once she realized that I wasn't the defensive target, I was literally going, yeah, a dog's barking. And yeah, you have a child who's trying to sleep. How do we make this work? Because me not letting my dog participate when she's as old as she is breaks habits for her. And we also realized there was some brick echoing and stuff, which we figured out later. But like, I, I was eager to try to assist her, but she couldn't calm down enough to hear that I was offering a way forward. That's that's an example so, of of that anxiety, but it's a bit in, it's represented in a different way. So the anxiety mm-hmm. that I have is I don't know how they're going to react when I go and speak to them. If I if someone comes and speaks to me about something, they probably have a similar anxiety or they are angry. I've had, I've had actually when I was younger, I had one complaint um, which was well founded. I uh, I lived in an upstairs flat in a detached house, a semi-detached house, and um, 
came home late one night and all we were doing was in my we were in my bedroom on my computer and we were just walking around and chatting you know we weren't making loads of noise but it's a thin ceiling and he was mm. you know it's two in the morning i didn't it i didn't even enter my head and I, I and when he knocked on the door very 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 angry with me i just said okay okay i'm sorry we'll we'll calm down we'll we'll stop sorry i didn't realize and it calmed him down almost immediately and the problem is is anger breeds anger and if 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 they came like for example the, the conflict i've got at the moment i'm terrified about what's going to happen i don't want them to knock on my door i don't want them to knock fences down i don't want them to to cause extra headaches that i've i've ended up having um because i've tried to knock on doors and, and speak to them they've not been there three or four times i've left my business card i said can you contact me they haven't contacted me so i've written them an official kind of letter saying this is the problem this is the the solution this is what's going to happen if you don't do what i'm asking you to do a very, very plain, and I've done lots of research, so I know exactly where I stand, as I said. But I now have a little bit of anxiety around, well, once that See, letter there, lands. That's, that's the thing. At this current moment in time, you've tried to reach out and contact. You've had zero response. Now, that I think is an obvious thing because you're dealing with an unknown unknown breeds anxiety. It makes a difference whether we're talking neighbors or we're talking jobs or whatever. There is an anxiousness to the fact that there is an unknown here. And the reality is you could be dealing with someone who has their head in the sand. You could be dealing with somebody who is on vacation. You could be dealing with somebody who has seen what you've had to say and doesn't feel they are even worth deigning a result. You could have someone who is prepping their own sort of brigade and things, or maybe they're checking things, or maybe they don't know how to communicate. Like there are too many variables. And as we know, when you have too many variables in an application, things can go crazy. Yeah, sorry, take us back to DNI, old documentation <laughs> not included. But like you're in a place right now where there is going to be, until you hear something, either good or bad, you can't really do much else. So you're going to be sort of sitting in that holding pattern. Does it suck? Yes. Is there a way to manage it? Oh, yeah, there's tons of ways of managing it. But reality is, it doesn't change that you're going to have an emotional impact or reaction to it. Your emotions are your emotions, sense or no sense. Um, I, I like to think that yeah. I can control myself. You know, if, if there is an angry person in front of me, I like to think I can control myself. I don't know. Doesn't happen to me very often. I'm usually I usually talk things out with people. I yeah. prefer words to to uh, and and positive action versus negative action or shouting. You know, there's there's zero point in that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help anybody. No, and I I will not respond to that either. I'm more likely to close the door than you know walk away than than engage in that because it doesn't help us help us at all. But that doesn't mean I don't know what's going to happen. Worst case scenario, they come around with a knife and stab me up. You know, <laughs> the best case I, scenario. I think at that point you can make your your way to the screaming room, and I think you'll be perfectly fine. I'll just get know, in the safe but... in the screaming room. <laughs> you get in the safe in the screaming room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam says that my neighbor's dog is a nightmare. They're just not training their dog, so barks at everything and nothing. They literally just say it's a dog. We can't help it. Um, <laughs> those are frustrating when there is no quote-unquote way to a resolution 
And that, I think, if nothing else, can cause its own anxiety. Uh, Freedom from Mars says our neighbors are pretty chill, luckily. I'm more afraid that they might complain about the dog barking too much. But so far, it's mostly live and let live. But I can totally understand the anxiety over the prospect of having to bring up something like that. The proper way to handle this, of course, is to keep imagining the worst way it could go and getting worked up about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. This is the human condition, though, isn't it? This is this is us thinking the worst because we are completely surrounded by uh, like news stories and media about horrible things that happen to people. In the, yeah, and and we we all we're all aware of that, but that doesn't unfortunately that we don't really factor that in even though even if we're aware that we we listen to all of this rubbish we we still react to it and we still are formed by it i i I think as someone speaking from experience and maybe someday we'll have a topic about this um the most extreme thing that can happen as you said is is basically a form of violence that if it's going to happen is going to be fast. It, it, violence happens very quickly and usually without a lot of provocation or warning. I mean, even in big, you know, screaming matches, people don't expect the fist to come out or mm. the weapon to come out. It, it's still a shocking moment when it happens. There is a sort of a weird set of trauma experiences to go with it. I think, I mean, my husband kind of lives by the philosophy of plan for the worst, hope for the best. Um, and you know, that's the best that we can do. I, I feel in my years over time, I, I don't know, I've always had hope in humanity. Um, we jokingly talk about how we're losing hope in the next generation or, you know, faith in humanity as a whole, but realistically speaking, I, I generally have hope for us and, I feel that when it comes to dealing with situations with other people, I tend to want to hope for the best and never have to plan for the worst because thinking about the worst is, is like, it's like riding that wave of the scare tactic. Like it's, it's going to cause anxiety. However, realistically speaking, and, you know, props to my husband for being able to do this, being able to plan for the worst, absolute worst thing that could happen means that when it doesn't happen, he's like, yeah, it didn't happen. Didn't have to worry about it. But when that moment, that worst does occur, home slice has got it prepped. Home slice has got it on lockdown. Me, I'm a twit. I, I just like, Yo, so someone does something that breaks the mold to be me having hope for humanity, and my brain just goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm my my wife's the same. To be fair, she, she, I, I try to keep her out of conflict because she she reacts emotionally, and I'm usually when I'm like, for example, we went round to complain about a previous neighbour a good while ago many, many years ago, we had a family that was supposed to only be like two people living there, maybe three, I think. Um, But there was about 10 people living in the house next door to us. And it was a cacophony constantly. And on Saturday mornings, it was was just awful. It was just this crescendo of noise that didn't ever seem to stop. It just got louder. And anyway, I went round eventually, you know, again, after all this anxiety had built up and I knocked on the door and I said, you know, as nicely as I could. Sorry, um, there's there's a lot of noise coming from your living room, and it's it's very, you know, it's it's becoming 
quite you know awkward for we're you know it's it's causing us a lot of stress um and then they immediately started shouting at us immediately started shouting at us and uh accusing us of of things um uh, that you know they were they were coming back in a defensive way accusing us of other things like well it's a, it, you know it's a detached house we can hear you when you sneeze and it's like not the same though is it you know and unfortunately because she started shouting i think my wife heard and my wife came out and she doesn't normally do this kind of thing but she was so tight and pent up about this that it had just got to her and she just shouted something kind of at them i can't remember what it was now and then went and i'm like that didn't help that's just made the whole situation a million times worse but it was her catharsis at the same time to try and just get it out you know well, see, see, I can understand. There have only been a couple of times in my life where I've seen red, and a neighbor dispute was one of them. Um, again, my barking dog was the source of this. Um, and basically, we had a neighbor from one of the houses across the way basically knocked on our door, belligerent as all hell. Instead of saying, you know, your dog is noisy. She immediately started attacking. Now I didn't answer the door. I don't know everything that she said, but when I, cause I was at the top of the steps at the time when there was mention of poisoning my dog, I went red. All yeah. I know is that at one moment I was at the top of the steps at the next, I was down in front of the door basically telling her to get the fuck off our property. And she backed away as I was making my way down the steps, ended up across the street and happily told me to go back to my fucking country. And because everybody in this neighborhood, as she screams out, has a problem with my dog. And I'm just sitting there going, not a single other person. This was like six years. And by the way, between one dog incident and the next, not a single incident. And we actually know our neighbors. We talk to our neighbors. I mean, there's there's a guy who has this fantastic garden. And every summer, he just sits there on his fence while his garden is blooming. And he talks to everyone who walks by. Like, we know our neighbors. So she was full of it. But she she because she came full on attack, I came in full on attack. And I'll, all I remember is just that very brief moment. And when I was done, of course, the adrenaline, I was shaking. And my husband was like, whoa. Oh, let, me, let me close the door. You you, you go mm. you you go away because I don't tip. But that was a neighbor dispute. I think there's a right way and a wrong way to handle a thing. Threatening somebody with violence is an instantaneous trigger. I think when yeah. people get defensive, a lot of times it usually is because they know they've done something. But most of us don't want to hear we've ever done something wrong or to hurt somebody else. Most of us don't want to believe that we're capable of being a bother or troublesome to somebody. And it gets our hackles up if yeah. that happens. Because it changes it, someone's confronting us with a perspective of who we are as a person that we don't agree with, that we don't see as true. So they're attacking the person, not the ev the event of what has occurred, which of course, as we know, is no real way to have a debate. Or to have they're, a discussion. They're not. But. They're not being objective, are they? They're being subjective. They're, they're about they're, they're they're being emotional versus logical. When it and I like to, I like to think that I'm I try and approach everything logically, but it, you know I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, I said I sent the letter today. I sent it by 
you know, signpost to make sure it gets there, mm-hmm. to make sure that I know that it's they've received it at least. Um, and they might get it tomorrow. They might get it the day after. They might ignore it completely. They might not do what I've asked them. Asking them to move a shed that they've built on my land—that's that's basically what's happened. Um, and it's it's there's lots of other lots of reasons around that. I'm not going to go into them, but the, basically mm-hmm. the the top and tail of it is that it's my land. They've got a shed on it. Can you please move your shed? You shouldn't have built it there. It's my land and right. it's right of access for other people as well. So you know, move it. Um, I did it a much much nicer way than that. I left it open. I said, "Look, my door's always open. Please call me. Please speak to me. I've tried to engage with you. It's not, you know, we've not we've missed each other, etc." So that's the way that I want to handle it. I want to handle it like adults. If they disagree with me, I want to know that they disagree, so I know what to do in my next action. You know, it, the well, same yeah. goes with them. That I set my position out very clearly, but the, you know whether or not they agree with that for various other reasons, I don't know. And anxiety, just there. And I'm not, a, I'm a confident person. Um, Ossie, Ocky, sorry. Ocky. Ossie. Uh, Ossie. <laughs> oh, right. So Ossie said quite a few things um, that are uh-huh. kind of relevant. And I, I agree with most of the things he said here, actually. Um, so this is why you should look big and scary and know how to defend yourself. Even then, attitude does a lot. Escalation to violence is rare, but calm, Courage can do a lot. Beyond that, confidence in your ability to inflict harm and accept the consequences gives me a strange sort of zen. The age-old problem, you're not me, equals everyone ends up in a... Oh, sorry, everyone ends up a problem for someone. So I just want to address the violence thing there. I understand that. I understand the intimidation thing. I'm a, I'm a very big man. I'm, I'm wide. I'm six foot four you know, six foot three tall, I've got a big beard, I've got a big booming voice. And when I shout, when I get upset, when I get angry, people back off. That happens mm. very rarely. But when it does, I know how to handle myself and I agree with that. I do I shake like hell. You know, the adrenaline. If I ever have to do that, I hate it. But people very rarely escalate further once I start getting angry. I don't want that to happen. I really don't want that to happen because I'm thinking long term here. I'm thinking this is my house forever and a day. They have been living there 20 years. I'm an imposter in a way, but at the same time, they might be there for another 20 years. They might be there for the rest of my life. And I'd rather have them as, you know, I I don't see them. They're not next door neighbors, you know, they're, they're over another road. But I want to be friends with them. I want to have them around for a barbecue. You know, I'd prefer that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because this made me remember something. My one of my sisters, who lives in the United States, uh, lives in West Virginia. So let me preface with that. So start putting into your brain all of the crazy weird things you can think of when it comes to tropes for people in West Virginia. There is a neighbor on their estate. Two neighbors. Their houses are opposite each other on the road. One house has a constant blinking strobe light purposely pushed into the other houses like windows. The other one has signs up that basically uh, you wouldn't want to say in polite company that address the people across the way. Speakers come out and they battle across the street. And there's like spinning lights. And then the other one has like um, 
oh god what was it it sounds like a, an episode like, of family guy or something <laughs> it really does but it, it, it made me giggle because it, it's the whole concept of you really want to have to have neighbors that you can have over for a barbecue but when you end up with neighbors that have decided to bring a feud across the street it reminds me of a couple of things one People who don't understand that the world does not end in the one mile radius that they live. That there is more to this world than just the block you live on. And it reminds me of the fact that when it comes to dealing with other people, sometimes you have to speak their language. And I don't mean that in a Spanish versus French kind of a way. I mean, in the body language kind of way. I mean, Aussie's statement about a calm courage, there is something about being very calm when someone is absolutely losing their marbles in front of you. But at the same time, it also reminds me of something Darren Brown has said. So I don't know if many people who uh, listen to us may not be aware of who Darren Brown is, but he's an illusionist Um, and he's also a painter and a whole bunch of other things. He's done a lot of stuff with that, but he's basically studied the human condition. He had somebody in a drunken state basically come at him for an attack and he disarmed them by saying something like the shrubbery around my house only comes up waist high. And it short-circuited them because they were so angry and they just could not fathom anger, shrub, house, what? And they ended up sitting down with them and helping them calm down. It turned out the person had lost their girlfriend or something else like that. Like it, it, Sometimes people get into a repetitive pattern on how they respond to things. So throwing in that short circuit just confused the hell out of him because he just calmly stated, my shrubberies only come waist high. And it's just like, what? What am I? How do I respond to that when here I am coming at you, going, "Hey, hey, I'm going to beat you up, man!" What? 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 And you're just like, "My house's shrubberies are really messed up," and it's just like, "What has that got to do with me?" <laughs> you that, know. That reminds me, not not exactly the same, but it reminds me of a, an experience I had myself um, back when I was quite a bit younger. I met a, a girl who who was. Nowhere near as beautiful as my wife, of course, but she she was drop dead gorgeous. This girl, and she she kind of knew it, you know. Um, and I got to know her, and I, and I went out on a date with her, and um, a few dates with her, and we you know we started kind of dating. And she, she, I mean, I should really have known she wasn't really my type. She was a little bit airy, if you know what I mean. She didn't really do many things other than her job, which was a cabaret singer. Um, Anyway, so I found out she just she suddenly ghosted me one day, and ghosted wasn't even a, a phrase then. You know, it was just she just blank blocked me. You know, blank stopped calling me, stopped seeing me. And at the time, I was young, and I was like, I'm not that bothered. You know, she she fine. I'm not going to chase her. You know. Anyway, a couple of months later, she got hold of me, um, and she said, "Oh, can we meet for a drink in the pub?" And I was like, "Oh, maybe she's you know, maybe she's." She told me she had a boyfriend. She had a seven-year-old child. Um, she told she'd also. This is the weirdest part. She'd brought her entire portfolio with her to ask me if I would create her a website for her cabaret singing. Um, and then, as she revealed this to me, I said, "I what? I mean, I thought you just wanted a drink. I, 
What the, this non sequitur ho? Do you realise how <laughs> weird this is? How strange this is? Before I could even think, this bloke had come in and she kind of ran off with him and into the car park. She left a portfolio and a handbag and everything. Um, and he disappeared out of the car park and he was, I heard some some like commotion and then she came in grabbed a bag and ran off and I was like oh and my portfolio and everything and then he came in and he went outside and I went why and he said outside now and I went sorry I'm, I don't know who you are can you tell me why you want to go outside I'm Julie's um, uh, sorry <laughs> bleep that <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's, there's plenty of Julie's in the world <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Julie's what? I'm Julie's boyfriend and I was like oh fiance sorry and I was like oh right okay right well I didn't know that uh, you know, she hadn't, she didn't actually tell me that time. So this is when I found out that she had a fiance, and this and and then he took me. I went outside with him because I'm, and I wasn't going to have a fight with him. He wanted to fight. You know, took him out. Took, we took him outside, and I just very calmly explained exactly what had happened. He asked me kind of personal questions that he was interested in, but I'm not going to repeat here. Um, and I told him the, the honest truth of things that had happened between us, and um, he was. By the end of it, he was buying me a drink, and he was saying to me that if this wasn't if this wasn't the situation, you would probably be one of my best friends because <laughs> I'd calmed him down Aww. with words and I'd just chilled him out. And this, I was a lot younger and less um, uh, sensible then, and less likely, more likely to be in conflict. But I still wasn't really, you know, interested in that thing, that kind of thing. But by the end of it, he he wanted to be my boyfriend for God's sake, you know. It, it was, <laughs> It's the beard, Chris. It, well, I, it's no, I didn't the beard, beard with then. the moss now. Did, I didn't have a beard. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. So I think this podcast is going to turn into us putting the world to rights. I think that's what's going to I happen. I think so. I think so. And I, I think a, a part of it is just simply the fact that you and I love talking. We like talking with people who show up at chat. So please bring your own things if you want us to go off into a conversation and stuff like that. But I like it. I like it. This is meant to be a dry run, right? Like, we're like, let's see how this fails because we don't know. Mm. And I, I like it because we can be as silly as we want to be because we can talk about the crazy stuff, you know. Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Woo. Or we could talk about the really, really silly stuff like, I am trying to find paint. What the hell is a Pantone color? <sighs> oh my God. <laughs> or we could have deep and meaningfuls about things. And aww. oh, thank you. Thank you so much for gifting of all things, <laughs> gifting a sub of all people. <laughs> what isn't true. Well done, dear. <laughs> you have to gift it on if you can, if we can do that these days. It's, Twitch is new to me oh, these days. Yeah. I haven't used it for yeah, so Twitch long. Yeah, Twitch has changed quite a lot. So I basically can say things like, yay, woohoo. Uh, and apparently there's also favoritism as well. Hello, oh. Super Fraggle. Hi. <laughs> so shall we Shall we close up then? I mean, we could, we could witter I, on I, forever. I... I we can indeed what we're on forever. We can indeed go ahead and close out the show as well. So what we'll do, we, we're, we're, we're prepared enough that we actually have a quote unquote extra, AKA for us to um, uh, uh, exit out of the stream. <laughs> I think they're called outros uh, in, uh, in common yes. parlance. <laughs> common parlance. Like we're common. <laughs> Which just makes me think of um, William Shatner's, I want to be like common people. I want to live like common people do. Oh, man. And, and oh, wow. 
Woo-hoo! We've got even more gift subs going out. But yes, we are at the end of our show. Thank you to all of you here on Twitch for joining in. For those of you who are listening into the podcast in the future, we hope to see you live with us um, here on Twitch so that we can have conversations with you. And for those of you who end up missing our show, do know that we do have our podcast version of this going up exactly one week from when the podcast starts. So we'll have the podcast going live at the same time as our Twitch goes live, but for the week before. Timey-wimey-wibbly-wobbly. I knew yeah. I would get that in there somewhere. I just couldn't figure out where to put it in the script. Some, something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> we we aren't going to be doing, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're not going to be doing our YouTube channel. Um, we're not going to be uploading the videos. We didn't really get many, many people watching them anyway, and it's long video to watch, isn't it, if you're not engaging live. So we're just going to do this. We're just going to do Twitch. We're just going to put it out on the podcast, uh, the audio on the podcast from now on. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. If people complain, then, again, we'll probably ignore them and we'll probably just get on with doing what we want to do. You can visit our website, which is currently a bit out of date, but uh, we will. <laughs> I might update it at some point in the future. All of our links to all our defunct social media platforms are on there. The Discord dev chat, which isn't dev chat really anymore, it's dead chat right now. I'm sorry for everybody who goes in the Discord and doesn't engage with us, but we might start chatting again. I'm starting some work again in a week, so in a week. Maybe I'll have more dev things to talk about, so maybe we'll be uh, getting engaged in there a bit more. Um, hey, hey, can I actually pimp myself a little bit? You can pimp yourself? Of course you can. I, I've I've decided to get back into streaming. Um, so my own channel, um, it, it's going to be anything from dev to gaming to just me sitting there talking to people while I color in a coloring book for all I know. Um, but I'll be doing that. On Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, starting at 7 p.m. And I would love to have people just come hang out. I don't know, maybe we'll play a game together, or maybe we'll just talk about random stuff, etc. But it would be fabulous just to have faces I know. Um, You know, yes, as I see all of the eyes, and yes, (laughs) the fingers touching bunnies from Mike. Hi, Mike. Um, But yeah, it'd be lovely to have people show up and just say hi. And, and you can of go course, and see, my husband's pimped it. <laughs> and you can you can go and see Josie on twitch.tv forward slash Josie. No! I, I just saw your user. I love pseudonym. That's it. <laughs> I just saw the name and I was like, oh my God, what the hell was a Twitch channel it's thing again? L-O-V-E-S-U-D-O-N-I-M-H because I am still a huge fan of the secrets of Nim. And anyone who actually remembers that fantastic animation you know we can always talk about the leeway of the stone oh that. no 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 don't, not don't that click link. that link that, might, might don't be the click wrong. that link god knows where it's gonna go please no <laughs> but yeah so it, anyway it would be absolutely wonderful. you can also if you do um we are even though it's just going to be josie and i from now on we are more than happy to have guests on as well, so please do get in yes. touch with us. Uh, the contact form on the website definitely still works because I got some spam the other day from it for the first time in <laughs> ages. So it definitely still works. Um, what are you talking about? That- we get spam all the time. You've just <laughs> been ignoring it. <laughs> no, not not from the contact form. We've had one from the contact form in years. It's, it's, it, I programmed it. It's got a good capture on it. Come on. Anyway, uh-huh. um, 
So, um, so the, anyway, it does still does work, but also you can speak to us in Discord if you do want to be a guest. If, if you just want to come on, witter like this, talk about anything you want. We don't really, we're not going to really, we'll, we'll name the episodes afterwards, probably. We'll just use numbers probably. from now on. We've tried the versions. We've tried everything else. It's We're, we're, we're different now, yes. And but if you're not following you our ever- Twitch, do it now or I'll kill yeah. you. I will kill you. In game. <laughs> in game is what you have to can end I, that with on I Twitch. Get, can I get banned from Twitch for doing that? You can get in trouble for saying something like that unless you had something like in game or just joking. I will teabag <laughs> you in game. There you go. How's, how's that go? That's a thing, isn't it? In games? Yes, 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 it is. In <laughs> fact, it is. It is indeed. A, a I thought team. that was. I thought that was what nice gamers do to other gamers. I thought that was a. A welcoming gesture that that they're doing uh, online games these days on the interweb. I, I don't know. I, I think I tend to tell people to suck my left nut or something like that. When I, That'll do. When, but, in, but nine times out of ten, it's because I die because I'm not a PvPer. I mean, hello! Oh, I hate <laughs> PvP. I hate PvP. Yeah, in, in I'm playing... Oh, God. Tangent. No, I've got a tangent. I'm not going to tangent. Let's talk about <laughs> well, that next time. Well, let's do this. Before we go absolutely crazy, a massive thank you to absolutely everyone who has showed up. Hopefully we see you next week when we <laughs> yet again go off on tangents and discuss all kinds of things. And yes, Freedom, I will teabag you respectfully. respectfully. <laughs> we hope to see you all next week, Monday, 6 p.m. British summertime at twitch.tv slash stream. And all that's left is to say, Chris, I have missed you. I am so glad to be back. It's been all right. And of course, to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Bye -bye, everyone. everyone.